In the previous episode, we had Niall McKeever on the show. Niall shared his entrepreneurial journey, the highs and the lows, and how he combined his passion for psychology and events in his latest venture. If you're thinking of starting a business or side hustle, you should definitely check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go travelling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! On today's podcast, we have Philippa Wilkin back on the show. In episode 14, Philippa shared how she left the corporate insurance world to become a transformational coach. I was so intrigued by Breathworks that I had to get Philippa back on the show to share some of her Breathworks exercises, so you're in for a lucky treat. In the show notes, I've timestamped all the exercises so you can easily find them for future reference. Hi Philippa, welcome back to the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me back. Exciting to be here once again. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you back on the show and you've got a treat in store for us. You're going to walk our listeners through some breathwork exercises, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, absolutely. For the listeners that missed your previous episode, could you please give our listeners a bit of background to breathwork? So maybe a little bit how you got into it and yeah, an overview of how it can help people. Yeah, perfect. Great question. Thank you. Breathwork was something I found over six years ago now when I was actually in my corporate job. In addition to other things that I was doing at the time, yoga and meditation and breathwork just came naturally at that point in time. And I was really intrigued by the impact it had on me. And what I mean by that was I was at a place where I was exploring what I was here to do. I was in this space of career transition looking at, do I want to do something different? Is it me or is it the job? What is next for me? And so Breathwork was a real opening to get in touch with my deeper feelings, I guess, um, at that point in time and really know the path for me to take. I wasn't intending to be a Breathwork teacher, albeit that is inadvertently what happened. And for anybody that tuned into the last episode where I say about uh, finding your purpose... It's not always as obvious as you think. Purpose tends to be something that develops over time. The more that we follow the breadcrumbs, it unfolds in front of us. And that was what happened with me and breathwork. It was a personal interest. The first session I went to, I felt a lot of physical sensations in my body. It was a group workshop that I went to. And at the end of that session, a lot of people were sharing that they had had really joyful experiences or that they I'd heard some other people crying. There were other things going on in the room. And it was really interesting to hear the feedback afterwards of what was happening for different people and something different was happening for every person. And so that really sparked my interest at the time to understand and learn more about it. And that really was from a place of this is a tool for me, for my own personal development, for my own self, And as I went on that journey, it became more and more apparent that there was also something in this for me to share it with other people. And so that was really how I ended up transitioning over a period of years and getting to share that gift with other people. 
And so that was a bit of the background as to how I came to breathwork and my transition from insurance to, to the holistic field as I've been in now. What breathwork really is, to break it down very simply, is working with our breath. Right? There are so many different types of breathwork out there now, particularly in the last five years. I mean, when I trained in breathwork, when you said you were a breathing coach, you taught people how to breathe properly or better, people kind of laughed a little bit. They were like, really? Are you serious? You know, thought I was joking. And I used to play on that a little bit. And yet now, five years later, there is so much more awareness. It's gaining much more popularity. It's now in many more studios in the same way that yoga 20, 25 years ago was some kind of funny thing you did if you went to live in India, which nobody really did back then. Now breathwork is becoming more well-known as well. So that's really beneficial to all of us because I think this is one of the most powerful tools that we have to manage our mindset, to manage our stress, to support our body. And it's something that's right under our nose. Right? So breathwork in its very simple form is working with our breath to manage our state. And whatever that is called, whether it's um, Wim Hof, who's really popular these days, or holotropic or pranayama or whatever word we use, we are working with our breath to induce some kind of physical change and often psychological change in our body. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can totally relate to the like yoga and the meditation experiences and because I've been practicing it for a while and it's, it's interesting to see how it is becoming more widespread as people try to deal with stress and kind of manage their emotions. How are you delivering breathwork to people now, now that you're in a position to help others with your gift? So up until the recent situation, I had been delivering sessions, mainly in person, actually. And so much of my work at the moment now has transitioned online. But nonetheless, we can, this is what I want to stress, is that we can benefit from this work anytime, any place, and even in just a couple of minutes on your commute or if you're sitting down or you're in the car or wherever it is, that you can take these just kind of small breaks. So that's what I do at the moment is a lot of my work is, is online and I'm looking to see how I can support people to continue their own home practice. Because breath work, it's like all of these things, we might have a great intention to do something for our well-being and our health but if we find it difficult, if we don't have the support and structure to embed those habits, then our best laid plans fall to the wayside and life gets in the way and we get busy. And as I'm sure you find with something like meditation mm. is that your day goes better when you do it. And it's the sort of thing that if you don't, if you don't do it, you might not notice immediately, but after a few days, you'll be like, oh, why, why, why am I feeling a bit off? And then it's, even if it was just a five minute meditation practice, oh, I'm not doing my practice. Yeah, I completely agree. I try and use Headspace every day in the morning and just trying to build it into my routine. And I notice, yeah, if I don't do it for a week or two, definitely start feeling more on edge, more anxious and things start to annoy me a bit more. At that point, yeah, I know I need to put the headphones in and yeah, go from there. Yeah. And what would you say? Are there differences between mindfulness practice to breathwork? Yes and no. It depends on the type of breathwork you're doing. Okay. I think all breathwork is a mindfulness practice to some extent anyway, in the sense of when you're working with your breath, 
for me, the breath has, I guess, two components. The breath connects you back to the truth, the truth of who you are, beyond the mind and all of the external things that are happening. And it also connects you to presence. So to come fully into this moment, not in the past, not in the future. And so in that state of presence, you're also checking in with and present with, okay, what's happening in my body? How does my body feel? And so often that's where mindfulness and breathwork are coming together is like we're noticing, we're being present with how we feel, with what's going on in our body. And so often for people that struggle or find mindfulness and meditation difficult, often I'll say, well, have you tried breathwork? Because some of the more active types that I do, which use sound and movement, can actually help you enter a meditative state through some of the movement practices. Because sometimes if we've got a busy mind, just sitting and trying to still our mind can be impossible. Whereas if we use some breath work and we use some movement together, actually you can achieve that state of meditation because you're moving some of that blocked and stagnant energy out of the way that's preventing that in the first place. Often what I find when the mind is busy, actually we need to do some kind of movement. And that could even be going out for a walk, could be doing a few press-ups. But often when we're in this energy of anxiety or stress, we're in our fight or flight response. So we're in our sympathetic nervous system, right? The one that wants us to get up or move or run away or whatever it wants us to do because we perceive a threat. And so all of our stress hormones are activated. And yet then we try and sit and meditate when really our body is saying, move, move, move now. Wants to run. (laughs) Wants to run. So Yeah, often if we actually engage in some kind of movement, then we dissipate that stress response in the body and then we can actually come to a place of stillness. And you can use the breath also to do that directly as well. But let's not forget, move the body, you know, move some of these chemicals out of the body so that we can actually return to homeostasis as well because we're in that constantly stimulated environment with emails and pings on the phone and deadlines and kids and whatever else is happening. We need to disconnect and take a break. And actually the physical body has the mechanisms to come back to that balance. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, it's great linking it to the physiology as well. A lot of stress is that fight or flight response, but we're not having to like run from tigers anymore. We're still getting that response, even in the modern world, just uh, like a presentation or something. It'll make you feel like you've got the adrenaline going. You need to run away. <laughs> Absolutely. And the irony of that is these days, in the last, you know, 30, 40 years in the medical profession, now it's like, oh, you've got anxiety, here's a tablet, or there's, there's a problem when actually if we come back to basics, this is our physiology, this is our biology telling us something, and so let's tune into the biology and perhaps the thought that's triggering that biology as well, because our, it's not just now the natural environment that if we see a tiger, we feel scared, It's also if we see an email, we feel stressed, Mm. right? It's the same circuits that are being triggered, but the tiger is not the trigger. The email is the trigger. And so we also have the opportunity to retrain ourselves in those moments of trigger to do something with our breathing, to actually cut that trigger out before it gets down the line, to stop it in its tracks. 
So you are your own pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, by just reconnecting with your breath, which is your superpower. Would you be able to demonstrate a few techniques for our listeners so they could use it as a tool later on as well? Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. And I'll precede by saying this, in the same way that I mentioned the stress response, we need a healthy stress response, right? The stress response is also when we're exercising, when we're running to the shops, when we're moving, these kinds of things. And our stress response, our um, parasympathetic nervous system is related to our inhalation. So when we breathe in, we're engaging this, this response. We're engaging our, uh, our sympathetic nervous system. So when we focus on our inhale, we are energizing our system in that sense. On the other hand, when we are exhaling, when we're breathing out, we're engaging our parasympathetic nervous system. So this is our rest and digest state. This is the feeling that we have when we've had a big meal and now we're laying on the sofa and we're relaxing and we're calm, we're chilled out. And that's, as I said, related to our exhale. And ideally in life, we want to have a balance of these two things. And sometimes life throws us a curveball, so we get stressed. And the measure for me is not that we don't ever get stressed because that's not life, that's not real life, right? But it's how quickly can we bring ourselves back into balance? So the breathing techniques that I'm going to, that I'd like to share are specifically around, the first one we'll, we'll do is for relaxation. This is good if you have difficulty sleeping, you can do it before you go to bed or lying in bed. And the other one is more around focus. So the first one we'll do, which is called, and this is quite widely known, this is called 478. And it does what it says on the tin. So what we do is we breathe in through our nose for a count of four. We hold our breath for a count of seven. And then we exhale through our mouth as if we're blowing out a candle for a count of eight. And when we do that, we are breathing out for longer than we're breathing in. So we're breathing in for a count of four and we're breathing out for a count of eight. And what that's doing is, um, what that's doing is pressing on our brake pedal, basically, our exhale being longer. This is telling our body to calm down. So how I see it is when we breathe in, our inhale, it's like we press on the gas pedal or the accelerator pedal. And when we breathe out, we're pressing on the brake pedal. And so when we focus on this type of breathing pattern, when we're breathing out for longer, we're focusing on the relaxation response. Likewise, if we flip that over, if we're breathing in more, we're focusing on more on the stress response. And ideally, day-to-day -day life, we want to be breathing in and out through our nose because it has filters. Ideally, we want to be engaging our diaphragm, which means abdominal breathing in some sense, like our abdomen moves when we breathe in and out. And these are just two very key pieces. And then we also want to be balanced in our inhale and exhale, right? This is just going to keep us balanced in general. So there's some really high level tips. And now we shall move on. If you want to join me yeah. for our little exploration of the four, seven, eight breath, and I'll just guide you through it. 
And for anybody else listening along, you can also join in the fun. <sighs> okay, so when you're ready, just finding a comfortable position and gently closing your eyes. Just allowing yourself to arrive here in this moment, letting go of whatever has been said until now, letting go of anything that you might need to do after being here, just arriving in this moment. Just allowing your body to soften and relax. Feeling the weight of your body in contact with the ground. Just feeling the soles of your feet on the floor. Just feeling the support of the earth beneath you. The earth that's always here, no matter what's happening. Always come back to it. Just softening your jaw, relaxing your shoulders. Just noticing how your body feels as you just gently breathe in and out. And just noticing your state of mind at the moment. And so we're going to begin the practice in a moment. And I'm just going to say that if you are pregnant, I wouldn't recommend doing any breath holding. So if you're following this, you can breathe in for a count of four and you can breathe out for a count of eight. But for everybody else, join me when you're ready. Just going to breathe out the last exhale. I'm going to invite you to breathe in through your nose for a count of four, two, three, four. Holding your breath, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathing out through your mouth like you're blowing out a candle for eight, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathing in through the nose for four, two. Three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out through the mouth for eight, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, into the nose for four, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out through the mouth for eight. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Into the nose for four. Two, three, four. Hold for seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out through the mouth for eight. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And just continuing in your own time. In for four, hold for seven, out for eight. 
And just finish the last round of counting. Come to the last exhale. Just letting go of counting now. Just breathing gently in and out through your nose. And just be being aware of how your body feels. Just noticing a state of mind. And when you're ready, you can begin to come back into the room. Gently bring a little bit of movement to your body. Maybe your fingers and toes. And opening your eyes. Welcome to your breath. Nice. Definitely feel yeah, a lot more relaxed from that. <laughs> Great. That's really great exercise. Yeah, I guess as a bit of disclaimer, please don't do it when you're driving people if you are driving and listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's ideal if, you, if you're trying to get to sleep because I can imagine it would just send you straight to sleep afterwards. Yeah, and so as I said, we're pressing on that brake pedal when we're doing this, we're elongating, we're lengthening our exhale and that's essentially pressing that brake and telling the body, it's okay to relax now. So these... These really are the aspects of our physiology that are our superpower. Like we, we have the ability to influence directly our breathing physiology. We it's the one system that we have conscious control over, really. We don't think about beating our heart or pumping our blood. We have the opportunity to take over our breathing with the control of our mind. Normally it's happening in the background, right? But we can take control of it and actually modulate it in a way that helps us manage our mental, physical, emotional state. It's magic. Yeah, that's really good. Have you got any tips that can help people? Because when you said hold breath for seven seconds, I thought, I don't know if I could actually do that <laughs> at the start. <laughs> yeah, great. So what you can do with this is just start off with a lower number. And just work up. And we did there, I think we did four rounds and then I got to do a couple of extra on your own. So you can start with even just two rounds of that pattern if you feel it's a bit much, or you can cut the numbers down, right? And over time, what happens is where we've been, been chronic mouth breathers, typically breathing in and out through our nose is the best from a physiological perspective most healthy, where we've become mouth breathers, we're not used to holding our breath and the feelings that come with that are often can be associated with anxiety or panic or I'm not getting enough breath when actually we're just not accustomed to our body and trained in a way that allows us to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. We have a low tolerance <laughs> for... Um, for carbon dioxide buildup in our system because that's typically what invites us to breathe is when our carbon dioxide builds up in our system. It's not that we actually need more oxygen, it's that we need to expel the waste products. And so we can actually build and train our tolerance to that ourselves so that actually that shortness of breath or that, 
that gasping actually goes away and we become the master of our physiology rather than the slave to it. Really great exercise. And what was the second exercise you mentioned? Yeah, so we'll drop into that if you want to give that a go. Yeah, I'm happy to. Do that quickly for focus. This is a bit more of a balancing one. So as I mentioned, we want our inhale and exhale day to day to be in balance if we can. And so I'm just going to invite you again to find a comfortable position and close your eyes. Again, just taking a couple of deep breaths, just arriving in this space again, just connecting with your body. Having a moment of gratitude for all that your body does for you. And so for this, we're going to do something called box breathing, box breath. Box has four equal sides. And for this, we are going to have a count of four on each side of the box. And that means we breathe in for a count of four, we hold for a count of four, we breathe out for a count of four, and again, we hold for a count of four. And we're going to be doing this all through our nose, in and out through our nose for this one. And again, if a count of four is too much for you, you can go with a count of three or a count of two and build up. And likewise, if you feel brave and you feel strong, you can go for a longer count. But this is balancing our inhale and our exhale coming into harmony. And this is really good for creative work as well and focus because it's balancing both energies, right? Our dynamic outward forward moving energy and our more inward energy. So just letting go. And again, if you're pregnant, just keep the breath in and out. No breath holding for this, but for everybody else, you're welcome to join me. Letting out your last exhale, and we're going to breathe in through the nose for four, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out through the nose, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Into the nose, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out through the nose, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, Four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And just continuing in your own time, in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. And just coming to the last cycle, last exhale, and then just letting go of counting. And again, just noticing how your body feels, 
being in this space. Noticing a state of mind. And just recognizing that this peace and relaxation is always available whenever we come back to the breath. And all the answers that you seek are available when you come back to the breath. And so bringing your awareness and attention to the ground, the weight of your body, pressing down, bringing some gentle movement back to your fingers and toes perhaps. And then when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and come back into the world. Back in the room. <laughs> it's great to see the smile on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, that was interesting how it was different to the first exercise, how you were saying, so you were breathing out for longer in the first exercise and that kind of puts you in a more relaxed, relaxed kind of state. And then where you're breathing more balanced, so the in and out breath. And yeah, did like come back into the room with a different kind of mind state. Great. It's great that you pick up on that because it's quite subtle, but it, it's definitely a real thing. You know, and the more you practice these different techniques, the more you recognize, oh, actually, yeah, I need that right now. Or, oh, I feel the difference with that. Like you say, the 478 is more kind of sleepy. You know, you want to you go have a nap after you've done that because your system is like, way we can let go now whereas this is a little bit more balancing we've got that focus and presence and also access to the creativity as well you know it's almost like this clarity that comes in when we're in this balanced state yeah i think i feel like i could be creative now and i might try it next time i have to do some writing as a kind of warm-up to doing some work yeah Great. And you can slow it down as well. You know, you can speed it up, slow it down, extend the counts, play with it. That's what I always invite people to do is I'm a breathwork teacher and facilitator by my nature. But often people ask me, what is breathwork? And I say to them, what does an apple taste like? I can explain to you, but the best thing to do is for you to do it yourself and experiment with it yourself. Don't take my word for it. Take your own word for it. Take your own experience. Yeah, and play around with it. As, yeah, to play around with it and, and navigate with it, you know? Yeah, really like those exercises. Thanks for sharing those. So we kind of touched on a few short exercises to help people with their relaxation and sleep and then also the, the focus and balance exercise. And I know that breathwork goes into yeah more depth and it can be really beneficial for people. Could you explain a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, sure. So this is really the tip of the iceberg. There are so many different breathwork exercises that you can use for different things. The deeper work that I do goes more into the emotional realm. So these are very easy and simple exercises for changing a state very quickly to something that's more beneficial for, for the task that you have where we're coming from the listeners for this podcast that may be looking for a new direction, that may be looking for finding their purpose or finding their next 
opportunity in life is breathwork can be a really powerful way of coming back to what is real and true for you. Because when we go through these kind of transitions, a lot of questions come up, a lot of doubts come up. We can also have a lot of emotions come up and we can also have pressure from other people and opinions from other people. So breathwork is one way of managing and moving through some of that emotional stuff that might come up in that transition. And it's also a powerful way of connecting into what is true for you beyond the noise, beyond the opinions of other people and the, what I would say, the shoulding, you know, you should do this, you should do that. And often that's self-imposed as well from what we believe we should do or we must do or how things should be. So those are the ways that we can go deeper into breath work, depending on what's coming up for you, what support you need. So I range from, you know, doing some of these very basic things to almost, you know, support with burnout, um, trauma resolution, that kind of thing. So there's such a massive spectrum. And that's why I always invite people to, to begin and see where it takes them and see what they need. Yeah, sounds fascinating. I think... Yeah, you're right. The the beliefs and the pressures can almost yeah affect your true judgment. To help you get clarity on what you really want to be doing, you kind of need to get past all of that and figuring out what what your purpose is and yeah, just reconnecting with yourself. Yeah, thanks for joining us today and sharing some really useful techniques and a little bit more about how it can help people beyond like the short-term techniques. You're welcome. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and to find out more information about Breathworks? I would love to hear from anybody that's listening to this. I'd love to hear your experience of how you found these exercises. You can find me on my website, which is Breathworks, Breathwork with an S dot co. And also I'm on Instagram, breath underscore works. And I also have a free Facebook group, which is called Free Yourself with Breathwork. So catch up with me in any of those channels and I would love to hear from you. I'll add the links to the show notes as well so that our listeners can find them. Super. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for your time, Philippa. It's really great having you on the show. Likewise. Thanks for the invite. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the You in Five Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time. 